is going on everybody welcome into another edition of the daily energy news beat stand up here on this gorgeous monday august 28th 2023 as always i'm your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas joined by the executive producer of the show the purveyor of the show and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website energynewsbeat.com Stuart turley my man how we doing today hey doing great i'm here in an undisclosed location in the bunker so you gotta love it yeah, it looks a little better than what we're dealing with here. Hopefully it's not 3,000 degrees where you're at. We're still sweating it out here in Dallas. Yeah, yeah it's going to be 80 degrees today. Oh, you got it. You got it good there. <laughs> uh, we got to love bear country. We have a fantastic show for you lined up. Stu, as always, brings the fire here after the weekend. We hope you guys had a good weekend as well here on this Monday. Meetings, they'll be short, they'll be quick, then you'll be out of here and you'll be on to the rest of your week. Uh, first up on our menu, Biden admins latest home appliance crackdown ceiling fans you've got to be kidding me that's all that needs to be said about this new one you have got to be kidding me next up marathon to shut third largest u.s oil refinery after storage tire fang fire this is not good we found out of this actually on friday so just cover what's going on um with marathon this one is just outright spooky Stu. red china's threat to the u.s electric grid you know the ccp always coming back to uh to screw us uh like the cia six ways to sunday and uh, we got, we'll end with kind of a pack of three stories around bricks. First up, bricks will control 80% of the world's oil production by January 2024. Holy smokes. Bricks economic block expands, adding Iran, Argentina, UAE, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Ethiopia. Done, done, done. We have the fallout from bricks. Stu will cover that. And then finally, this is a more of a overview article on what this new bricks expansion is going to bring. Bricks expansion is beneficial, but it also isn't without strategic challenge. Stu will creep us out over the latest happenings with BRICS. He'll then kick it over to me. I'll cover quickly what happened um, in the oil markets this weekend. We are up on Friday up about one percentage points. I'll quickly cover what's going on with rig counts. And then we'll let you get on out of here and start your week. We, again, we hope it's a great one. Before we do all that, guys, remember... All the stories and analysis you're about to hear are brought to you by the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your energy news. You can check us out, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, subscribe anywhere, leave us a review, leave a comment. We really appreciate everybody interacting with the show and giving us feedback. You can interact with us, questions at energynewsbeat.com. Check us out, dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. It's our new data news product combo, hard at work at V2, guys. So please check it out there. Um, You can find Stu and me both on LinkedIn. Let's dive right in, though. Oh, Stu, where do we want to begin? Well, let's go ahead and start with my buddy Biden. Um, you know, I do a better do what? Best bud Biden. Oh my goodness. I do a better Putin imitation than I do Biden because I don't want to poop in my pants. Okay, so let's start here. Uh, dude, this is just gonna be hilarious. Biden admin, latest home appliance crackdown, ceiling fans. They were going after the stoves. New York State has already banned gas. And then they released last week, we talked about it, 48% increase in electricity because of their bans. Let's go after this one. This rule would require numerous small business fan manufacturers to redesign their products and may put between a 10 and 30% of small business ceiling fan manufacturers out of business. This is nuts. It's a minor change 
for control for the U.S. to be able to control your but, state. But, Stu, according to the Energy Department's analysis, this new rule will save you $39 over the lifespan of your ceiling fan, which you buy maybe once. Right. And then $39, and it's going to add $75 to the cost of it at the upfront. Absolutely. So your cost of, of capital means that it's actually quadrupling the cost Absolutely. of the stupid thing. Absolutely. Because unless and, you can, because think about it, for anyone who doesn't have an economics degree, for this to make sense, the cost of a ceiling fan would have to be less than $39. What's your average ceiling price fan right now? I don't know. Let's go to homedepot.com. So what do you think the average price, Stu, of a ceiling fan is? hundred bucks? 120. 120? Doing this in real time. Let's see here. I'm going to go 150 because I think I just purchased one. I did too, but I went cheap. You went cheap. You went the cheap one, the automatic one. Yeah, 140 bucks. 375 if you want an ergonomic one. So the point is, guys, this rule is idiotic. Now you can't. The cheapest one is $44. The cheapest one is $44. Okay. And it it's about this big for my podcast uh, listeners. I'm, I'm holding it up and it's about 12 inches, you know, long right here. So, you know, when you sit back and take a look, it's just small. Okay. Now, all of these stories are going to weave in together and it's going to be fun because our weave that I wear on my head is going to match the storyline. Let's go to the marathon. Marathon. This one is just a little tough. This one really is kind of like outlying out there. Marathon to shut in third largest U.S. oil refinery after storage tank fire. Our, you know, our hearts just go out for anybody in any disaster. Diesel prices rose 5% while futures jumped about 4 The out threatens to delay uh, to deplete already low distillate stockpiles at a time when U.S. demand for the fuel is set to rise going into the harvest and heating seasons. This is going to impact the uh, southern half of the states, the Midwest, but it's going to only impact the upper northeast because they're still importing from Spain, which is also importing, which is Russian uh, crude that's sanctioned. So they're still on a higher price in the eastern seaboard. So still that Mississippi River is critical to get commodities up the up to it, that northeast. It's a critical juncture point. So this is only going to hurt the consumer. Now the absolutely. interesting part is you know, are they actually going to do an investigation to find out what happened? Or is it I, I do hope it's uh you know just a lightning strike. It's something like that. But you know, we're, we're gonna move on uh on that and our hearts go out to it. We'll follow it. Yes. It's a big price impact. Michael, I got three stories for for bricks and for our a little inside baseball on our successful podcast that we have is because of you, your diligence, your millennial outlook on life. And you and I fight. I mean, we discuss these stories. Uh, I was looking who you were talking about. (laughs) You and I argue or discuss about these stories and you are always I have to defend my stories to you. No, this is boom, 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 boom. You always want to boom a story or two. I got three in here on uh, bricks coming around the corner and China's impacting uh, the U.S. This this is is some scary brick stuff. I think we need to start from the top, though. So let's start with what happened in bricks. We had we've been talking. We've been scaring people for months about bricks expansion. We've been applying for bricks. I'm sorry to say we did not get approved into bricks. Who did get approved? Let's start there. What? Okay. Uh, Miss producer, could you bring in, we're going to bring in several slides on this for our podcast listeners. The first slide coming around the corner is from our random dude on Substack. 
And I, I really, uh, I really like uh, Andrew Korbacho and uh, he is a Russian PhD now. He just got his PhD. Bricks was originally Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And in January uh, 2024, they are going to be Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE are joining. These 11 countries have combined population of 37 billion people. Okay. 3.7 billion. Yeah. 37. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you for fact checking me in real time. Oklahoma state education there, folks. I can't argue, dude. They, (laughs) they, they issued me crayons and I uh, programmed in Fortran on a card key punch. So So that's insane. So read me that again here. Let me get, if I get this right on top of Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, that's the original bricks. Now we've got Iran, Argentina, UAE, or Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Ethiopia. How did Ethiopia get in there? I, I don't know, but I, I guarantee it. They've got some IR. It's rigged. It's rigged. The election was rigged. <laughs> okay. Now, listen, think about this. Uh, the other article is in there, and it is now the new composition control of 80% of the world oil production. <sighs> This go, coincides with Andrew's article in many ways, but it documents how wild this is. Let me go back to Andrew's article here. I brought that in just as a particular moment. This is what I said in my publisher's note. Excellent overview of BRICS expansion. It is clear that the new members are a solidification of the BRICS bank and the global financial model changing. The other geopolitical implications are significant. The new BRICS block will control over 80% of the gas res- oil and gas reserves. This is effectively ending the United States' ability to weaponize the dollar and complete Western culture's Falling into decline. I recommend subscribing to Andrew Corbacho's uh, 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 random Substack of the day guy newsletter. He is not found in mainstream media. I don't agree with everything he says, but holy smokes, he brings his A game there. So here's where it gets. He brings up the financial part, Mike and uh, Michael, and I want your opinion. The BRICS monetary, and I'm going to call it the BRICS block because this is not BRICS mm. plus. It's I'm calling it. I I created the BRICS block because it's now a block of BRICS. Pretty good pun. But it's the financial yes. bank uh, is going to be most likely the one. And it's also going to be kind of like the McDonald's playground, because if you want to join BRICS, you're going to join the BRICS monetary system. Mm-hmm. So it's like the entry into BRICS, you're going to join their monetary system. They also came out with a note and said, oh, by the way, we're not going to interfere with the U.S. dollar as the global standard. But he documents in here that it's going to help accelerate the dollar to India's ruble. To Russia's ruble. I mean, it is uh, absolutely going to eliminate the United States as a world bully. Absolutely. I think the most important part of all of this, you know, first off, there's nothing funner than getting to watch Stu read his own writing because you can just see the 
You can see him understand the errors that he's made in writing in, in the grammar and he's trying to make the sentence make sense. So we'll go clean that up before everybody sees that first off. Second off, the you brought up the most important part is that BRICS is going to control 80% of the world's oil production by January 2020. Absolutely insane. I think the fallout from BRICS specifically is going. You talk about moving to the BRICS currency. I don't think the BRICS currency is really on the table yet. I think what's going to happen is exactly what you mentioned. They're going to shift to probably the yuan, maybe the ruble, maybe something that India transaction, but they are going to now, you know, OPEC is essentially dead now. BRICS now probably becomes the major player when it comes to oil and gas. You know, prices go up, prices go down. And now there's other interests. It's going to be interesting, you know, including Ethiopia in there, Argentina. You know, you know, now you've got obviously Brazil was in there before Saudi Arabia. But how does Saudi fit in with all of this, specifically with the other geopolitical things around there? I think it's critical that the United States begins to increase its oil and gas production because this is going to become a problem in the near future if they decide to be like, well, no, we're good on oil. You know, we're good on sending on, on shipments to the U.S. Hey, we're good on this. I mean, we get a lot. We get a lot of our oil from around the, the world. I mean, yes, can in the United States make up the majority of our own domestic consumption, but we still rely on other things. Europe, I think, is in trouble. If I would be scared if I was sitting in Europe right now thinking about right. how everybody around me is ganging up on me and if Russia doesn't get me with the gas. Now, Saudi might get me with the oil. I'm going to throw this squirrel in. Okay. Uh, It is a very ugly squirrel with big teeth. And so you've got not only do we need heavy oil because of our refineries. We if we had the Keystone pipeline, this might not even be an issue. It is that significant. So when you take a look at heavy oil, Brazil, we are sanctioning the snot out of uh, Brazil. Brazil is where we have to get a lot of our heavy oils. Then you take a look at India, Russia, China, and everybody else on this. Who are we sanctioning around the world, Michael? Iran, Saudi Arabia. Everybody in BRICS. Everybody in BRICS. This is 100% the cause of the U.S., period. All I want to know is why did our application to BRICS get denied, Stu? What did we do wrong? Um, they did not like my, uh, president Biden imitation. They thought I was too close and they thought I was, they thought I was okay when I was imitating Putin. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Final one. We got to get back. Let's end up at the grid. But of course the grid now involves the CCP. So what do we got here? Oh, dude. This one has me just airsick. There's about 16 stats in here. We all know that I can't talk about the grid without giving a shout out to our national treasure, Meredith Angwin. She Her book describes all of this and got me kiss rolling on the grid. Okay, here's where I didn't know a lot of this. And let me go through this. The CCP has buried codes into a lot of our gear. And let me go into this Uh, just as a background. 1977, back when I was going to college, I mean, this is kind of frightening. The New York had the blackout due to a lightning strike in the substation. Michael, this helped set the stone, how fragile the uh, set the stage that how fragile the, the, the grid is. Riots, looting occurred in many poor areas. The other thing about 1977 is 1978, the birth rate spiked. Because everybody 
everybody was in the darkness and it mm. is hilarious when you go back in and uh, everybody attributed. So instead you had baby boomers and now you had uh, blackout kids. Darkness because, babies. <laughs> lots of blackout babies. <laughs> Okay. Over 200 people died and it cost 250 billion. Then we had, that was for the Texas one. Here's the list. Cyber hacking, Chinese made electrical infrastructure, electromagnetic pulses, open borders, domestic terrorism, natural disasters. All of these have one thing in common. Any of our substations, any of our transformers, David Blackman has also covered this a lot. Our supply chain will require years years to get those parts back online. Let's get down into here. In 2019, a 500,000 pound transformer built by Hizhangzhou Hakpen Transformer Company of China. I butchered that, but it's got to sound fun. Uh, of China was uh, commandeered by federal authorities after entering the port of Houston. It was trucked to the Sandias Labs in New Mexico. The transformer had built-in backdoor traps that would allow an adversary to shut down the transformer and thus shut down the grid. An estimated 400 Chinese transformers in the U.S. grid due to winning bids. That can shut the grid totally down. It's it's spooky. It's spooky that they have a backdoor into our system. And we've seen this before with Huawei. Not to shift, you know, we're not talking about energy right now, but it really is energy because Huawei is providing the infrastructure in, you know, the physical infrastructure in which our our network economy is built off of. You know, they're, pro you know, they're spying on us right now. All hail the CCP. Okay. Um, here's where the, uh, the, they our huh? Nothing. go ahead. Okay. Electromagnetic pulses, EMPs, China had their balloon rolling over and, and they were documenting our nuclear weapons. They were doing mm -hmm. this. It was 100 uh, percent arranged. And in my opinion, arranged with uh, Diaper Dan. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Calling our president Diaper Dan. Uh, that's brand new. And so um, you heard it here a second. And so when you sit back and think they've been studying us, they own the grid, they own all the parts. And now they have been letting everybody in through the open border. There is a unbelievable amount of young Chinese men that have been coming through the border that are of military aid. They're not with a family. They're not traveling as immigration. They're coming in going, uh, we know where the grids are and we know how to go blow them up. All right. Uh, so, uh, you know, Sun Tzu said the uh, supreme art of war is to subdue your enemy without fighting. Man, we are like fighting an unarmed opponent. We're so stupid. OK. Yes. Now, I do have a feeling that the neocon establishment wants to go to war with China and will do what they can to convince us that we need to go to war with China. So I'm always skeptical of a CIA veteran writing me an article on how you know, we need to go to war with somebody. I'm a little bit skeptical. Doesn't mean he's well, wrong. Let me throw this squirrel at you. And this is a weightlifting squirrel of about 900 pounds. They have said, and I'm saying the, 
our government, the whole key to this is bringing the U.N. as a peacekeeping force to the United States. They want us to take arms and go nutty. Here's what's going to happen. Right now in Canada, I saw a video last night of U.N. troops in that area where they have all these massive fires. Trudeau has already started that plan. Watch it. If that is true, you're going to see that is what the Democrats are trying to do to get rid of this. I'm with you. I don't want war with China. I don't either. I don't want war with the U.S. I'm a peacekeeping, loving kind of guy, but I'm not wearing a mask. Well, that's (laughs) me. Trust me, I will not be wearing a mask. No, they can stick. Alex Jones, right again. What is it? Is it, it is. In other news? Okay. Uh, an EMP, I'm going to just mention this real quick. NASA is now putting out there saying that NASA, there's a bunch of new sunspots coming around uh, and everything else. And it's like when I was watching the med- weather report this morning, EMPs are real. All it takes is one big sun sunspot. Doesn't even have to be the Chinese. And our grid's dead. And I mean, it's like one sun. And I put that in there just just so I could mention that it could be a natural disaster. Prepare for any natural disaster with a 72 and a two month uh, so you can survive on your own because we can see that FEMA is not taking care of our great people in Maui. So you have to be able to stand on your own. That's just my shout out. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So anything else? Pretty dang depressing. And for our podcast listeners, I want to apologize on two things and give Michael a shout out. If it sounded like Muttley uh, back there when I was laughing so hard because I was having a little difficulty reading my own writing, uh, Michael, that was an outstanding gig. Thank you very much. And by my laughing like Muttley... I was going to I was going to say one way, one great. You want to talk about how we could raise money for charity? You and Biden in a reading contest would be absolutely unbelievable. That was fabulous. Pretty close. The problem is Biden's got to read your writing and you got to read Biden's writing. I don't know what's worse. I think I'm going to go join. What's the church that talks in tongues? Scientology. We got to go put you in an interview. So, all right. We'll guys quickly cover uh, finance. There's not much that happened this week, other uh, weekend, other than we saw oil prices settle uh, 79.83. That's about a 1% increase week over week, which is fairly, unfortunately, dull considering we're all the, all the way up to about 82, $83. Uh, throughout the week, mainly as we covered the marathon oil disaster has really uh, down in Louisiana spiked the diesel prices. They're up to a year high so far. East Coast is going to get pounded with that. U.S. rig counts dropped by 10 total rig counts in the U.S. stand at uh, 632. So uh, rig counts continue to fall and fall, Stu, um, with no end in sight. That probably means uh, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what the fallout is from domestic production. Remember, one of the big trends of where production goes where do rig counts go? We've consistently see rig counts fall and fall and fall. If we're going to be in a supply shortage, we would look to be adding rigs. So this does not bode well for the United States in terms of our domestic production, specifically with the brick stuff that we just covered. Spooky, spooky. But other than that, fairly chill week. I'm looking at the newswire, Stu. Not much that happened from an oil finance standpoint. So we'll let you guys uh, steer clear and have, and have an off segment. What should people be scared about this week, Stu? You got any predictions? Uh, diesel's going up. 
and it's going to go up really high in the east. I want to track what the price difference is between the east uh, and the rest of the U.S. averages, because I'd really like to see what the Russian impact is on the jet fuel. The U.K., we just released another article with the U.K. using massive amounts of uh, Russian jet fuel. I mean, just not like the east coast. It's they're really using it. Anyway, it's going to be a great week. It's going to be a great, scary week, just how Stu likes it. So with that, guys, we're going to let you get out of here, get back to work, and start your week. We appreciate you checking us out. We will be with you all week covering the top energy stories. Again, follow us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe to us on YouTube, guys. For Stuart Turley, I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. 